So you guys are the AEW Tag Team Champions. What's it feel like a little over a week later? You still living off that high? It's amazing, man, to uh, anytime you could be the first anything, is it's just incredible. You know, uh, you always remember your first. We've made history, and 20 years from now, people will be able to look back and see that Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky were the first AEW World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, especially to be champions of AEW who are putting a emphasis on tag team wrestling and who, who have undoubtedly the best tag team division in wrestling right now. Uh, it's, it's very important and very special to us, something we don't take lightly. It's something we're very, very proud of, and we uh, do not plan on letting go of these titles anytime soon. All right, you guys are going to be putting your titles on the line this Saturday against the Lucha Brothers Private Party three-way matchup. Talk about your mindset going into this match. You just faced the Lucha Brothers. What are some of the strengths that they possess that you're mindful of so that you can retain your titles? Well, the Lucha Brothers, Lucha Brothers um, and Private Party alike both have uh, very unique qualities. They're both very, very dynamic, both very unpredictable. Uh, the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix uh, in particular, there's nothing he can't do in or out of the ring. So we have to be prepared to uh, that this match can and will probably go to the floor, go up to the ramp, go up to the stage. Who knows? Uh, it's hard to contain those guys. And uh, in private party also, you know, people don't know a lot of them yet, but you're going to. Uh, and they are two outstanding dynamic young men, but Scorpio Sky and I uh, definitely have a um, experience edge, uh, a size and strength edge, and we're going to utilize that because we're going to have to to keep these titles against two very formidable teams. Yeah, they're both very momentum-based teams, and what I mean by that is once they get rolling, it's hard to stop them. So we just have to uh, be able to make adjustments and dictate the pace ourselves and not try to get caught. You know, private party, uh, as fresh and inexperienced as they are, they did just beat the Young Bucks in the tournament, which is probably the best tag team in the last 10 years. So they can pull off an upset. And so we have to go in there and keep our hands up and, uh, like I said, not get caught. Frankie, how you feeling off the vicious powerbomb you suffered in that match? I think JR said you broke the fall with concrete. You recovering from that? How's the back feel? I'm feeling okay, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I like to consider myself a little bit unbreakable. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been put through a table. It wasn't the first time. Certainly probably won't be the last time. Uh, didn't feel good at the time. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those unpredictable things you have to, you know, when you go into a wrestling match, you know there's going to be certain bumps and bruises that are going to happen. Uh, but when the match is taken to a floor, that ups the danger factor. And uh, occasionally in our business, you get put through a table. And that happened to me, but I, I was able to uh, recover just in time to see Scorpio Sky pinning Pentagon and make the save there to make sure that we uh, secured the victory. And uh, any pain I had immediately went away when our hands were raised and those AEW, those beautiful AEW tag team title belts were presented to us. So I am, uh, I am at 100% going into full gear. And mentioning that winning call, Scorpio, you tweeted what an honor it was to have JR calling your matchup. The nostalgia of JR is real. He was hugely influential in getting fans into wrestling like myself, many others. That must have just been awesome to replay that video of uh, you guys winning that and hearing that call. Absolutely. Uh, I said it in the tweet, you know, you grow up and uh, you, you envision yourself 
in situations like this. You envision yourself in dramatic parts of the match. You envision yourself winning uh, titles. And when you do that, you're thinking about JR's voice. And uh, for me to hear uh, JR give one of those iconic uh, deliveries on a, a big title win with my name in it was just an incredible dream come true. And it took a few days for it to really set in. And I, and like I said, I, I listened to it uh, over and over again. It was just like, wow, man, this is, this is what I dreamed of. I'm living it and uh, it's real. So that's something I'm going to take with me for, for the rest of my career. And I hope, we have a lot more moments like that with JR. Now, the rivalry between you guys started back in 06. Did you ever think, fast forward 13 years later, you'd still be both wrestling in the circuit and teaming up with one another? I've always considered myself a, a lifer. I knew I was going to be wrestling for a long time because that's the only thing I've ever loved doing professionally, and I want to continue to do it as long as I am having fun and I am healthy. Uh yeah, when I get going back to your question, when I when I met Scorpio Sky, I immediately saw something in him from a pro wrestling standpoint, a charisma standpoint, and and I knew he had a lot to offer. And uh, you know, we we had about a, a year long feud wrestling against each other, which is one of my probably my favorite memory of my time in PWG. And uh, after that, our, our careers just kind of took different paths. I was continuing on with TNA, and Scorp was doing his thing. Uh, in SoCal, tearing it up there and venturing around a little bit of MMA. And, uh, and the opportunity for us to come together presented itself a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, I couldn't think of a of – a, there's not a more qualified or better person to be part of SEU than Scorpio Sky. He's really, he's really added so much life and character to what CD and I were already doing, and we've created SEU together, and it's been by far the funnest couple of years of my career – uh, the last couple of years. And you guys were Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions as well. Listen, I liked Ring of Honor. It was a good product. It was nice to come home to after I was working on Saturday nights. Talk about your transition from Ring of Honor to AEW. Well, when you have the opportunity to do something like this, it's something that you can't pass up. It's something that's never happened before. Uh, a company to start from scratch and uh, start on the big level. I mean, with TNT, within a year of the company opening and the, the type of excitement and hype that the company opened up with, we just saw the opportunity and we saw uh, something special, the opportunity to do something that's going to be uh, written about and, and, and studied for years and years and years to come. The time that we're living now is there's going to be books written about it. And so whenever you have an opportunity for something like that, uh, it, it doesn't take you very long to decide, okay, I want to be a part of this and I want to be on the ground floor. Plus being, being that we were friends and had relationships with Matt and Nick and Cody, we knew what their vision was. We, we, we had talked about AEW internally before it was even a thing when it was just us riding in cars, basically fantasy booking. Uh, so we knew their vision. We know how passionate they are. Uh, and we were certainly on board the minute this opportunity presented itself. Did you guys realize, too, that the wrestling fan out there was sort of starving for a better product? And I'm not trying to trash the mothership WWE. They've been great. I've enjoyed going to their shows. But I think the product has suffered a bit over the past year or so. Did you guys kind of all collectively realize that there's an opportunity possibly to present great wrestling and storylines? We just got to jump on an opportunity here. Talk about starting something new, 
reaching out to wrestling fans who may have been feeling like they're losing interest. I think the jumping off point for that would have been all in the all in pay-per-view last year. Uh, again, Cody and the Bucks had this, this vision of doing, promoting their own show and, and booking the guys that they're fans of and the guys that they know uh, have big fan bases that are somewhat underground that are kind of off the WWE radar and see if they could generate interest. Well, they proved that, you know, the thing sold out in, in minutes and was the probably most successful show from a fan perspective of the year last year. And that proved that there is a big portion of the audience that, yes, they're still wrestling fans, but they want something different, whether it's the fans that miss, you know, the days of ECW or fans that miss the old Crockett shows or, or NWA or WCW or, or just lapsed fans that just aren't digging what's being presented on uh, cable television from other companies. They, they wanted that. And uh, I feel that we have stepped in and filled that void and are doing it at a very, very high level. And uh, I'm so proud and happy of the team we have around us, both in ring, in ring, from the production standpoint, like you were saying earlier, we, I think we have the best three man, the best announcing crew in the business, and we're just really starting to hit our stride. And it's uh, we're really presenting a very viable alternative uh, for professional wrestling fans. Yeah, it's something that uh, you hear the same thing from young wrestling fans, and we hear the same thing from legendary wrestlers. They tell us we love what you're doing. This is this is an incredible thing that you guys are doing. And so I think it wasn't just a starvation from the fans. It was a starvation from wrestlers, younger and older. Uh, the business as a whole needed something like this to happen, and that's why it's so successful because everyone knows this has to work. So they're going to get behind it and support it, and and uh, it, that's the reason why it's going to work. Really awesome to talk to you guys again. I used to work at that arena in Baltimore, Royal Farms Arena. Listen, the D.C. Baltimore wrestling fan base is loud. We're excited. I know it's going to be a great show. Last message for the fans here in our area that you'd like to share. Baltimore uh, is a very has a very rich history in professional wrestling. You have seen a lot of legendary pay-per-views and television tapings, but you've never seen – AEW Live. So if you are on the fence, I would implore you to get down there because you are going to see the fastest-paced, hardest-hitting wrestling action uh, out there, a true alternative uh, for the wrestlers, by the wrestlers, for the fans, by the fans. We are uh, AEW, and we are. this is our first pay-per-view since we've been doing television, and we are here to make a statement, so do not miss it.